Hello, friends. Welcome back to Band Practice. I'm Emma. And I'm Madison. And today we're going to be doing an episode all about your early 20s. We're going to call it kind of a guide to your early 20s. I'm 24 and Emma, you're 25, right? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. So we're kind of, we're getting in our mid-20s. Yes. So I'd say we can speak on our early 20s, give advice and stuff like that. But I'm very excited for this episode. Me too. I feel like my early 20s were... um... A little tricky, a little difficult, but the mid-20s are feeling less scary. Mm -hmm. Um, So hopefully we have some little words of wisdom. But I mean, I'm no expert, what can I say? But I'll try. Yeah. I feel like I've lived like 400 lives in my early 20s alone. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) I love it. Well, before we get started, I guess we can kind of chit chat and catch up. Uh, we also wanted to mention it would be so awesome and cute and cool if you all shared our podcast with a friend. It would help us out a lot. Um, we just want to grow the band. We need more band members. So mm-hmm. we need a tambourine player. Friend. Yeah. A we triangle. Need someone. Yeah. Yeah. We need Frankly, we need a vocalist. It's not going to be me. <laughs> not going to be me. <laughs> Yeah, that would be so fun if we could just spread the community. How have you been? We haven't caught up in a week. I know. I've been good. Um, A little update on my living situation. We applied for an apartment over the weekend. Well, over this weekend. So, fingers crossed. Did you go tour it in person and everything? Yes. It's very nice. Like, newly renovated, which is exciting. Mm -hmm. And, like, the kitchen is going to be so fun to make TikToks in. I hate that that's where my brain goes, but that's just <laughs> <laughs> that's just what my two brain souls think of. I also got a facial the other day, which has been very exciting. You know, like we were talking about um, last episode, ends splurging on experiences and high maintenance to be low maintenance. That was really it. I mean, it was a great facial. It was a different girl than I had my first time. She was okay, but my only complaint really, well, my only two complaints are that she didn't give me a scalp massage, which is in the description of the facial. Um, I just love a good head scratch, so I was like really bummed. And then she did some extractions, but only on my nose, which hurts so bad. Mm -hmm. Um, But I had I had a whole playground of little pimples on my chin that she should have gone to town on and she didn't. And so to do it myself, life is hard. Dang. The scalp massage in the description, but not giving one is crazy. Oh, I'm like, (laughs) was there some dandruff? I don't know. Was my scalp gross? I think my hair was clean. I don't know. False advertising. Yeah, for real. What have you been up to? Um, my, I guess, most fun update is I went snowboarding yesterday for the first time since I broke my wrist. It's been like three months. So I did ghost my doctor and I did not go to my past couple appointments because I feel like I'm fine. Yeah. And the last one he was like, yeah, you can start like taking your brace off and getting used to it. And so then I was like, okay, I'm in the clear. Like, it's fine. So I just took it upon myself to be like, yeah, that's okay. I'm going to go snowboarding. Like, mm, whatever. Yeah, but it was really fun. Um, it had like just snowed, so it was super soft. So even if I did fall, like it didn't hurt my wrist or anything. Yeah, it was really fun. I missed it a lot. So Aww. I'm happy to have that activity back. I'm so happy for you. Thank She's thriving. you. Yeah, going to be shredding again soon. I took it easy yesterday, but don't worry. I'll be back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm ready. She's a snowboarding influencer. That'll be your niche. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, really, because I, I try to get all my friends to do it and nobody, Emma, um, would go with me. So, I don't know. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah, it is. That's all I got. <laughs> no excuse. Um, You're like, that's crazy. That that's is really so, weird. Yeah, that's wild. For real. <laughs> Who would do that? I don't know. Not I. We thought we'd add another little tradition to our intro and do a little segment, Bevs of the Day, because Emma and I are big beverage girls. We always have um, like a fun drink while we're recording, so we thought might as well just share it with you guys. Yeah. Do you want to go first, Emma? Sure, sure. <laughs> um, so this morning, well, I guess this afternoon, I have my... <laughs> like melted half empty duncan iced almond milk latte with one pump of caramel and one pump of french vanilla great yeah. combo it's pretty good super sweet which i love duncan isn't my fave but i was just really wanting a donut and so well two donuts so <laughs> got a little iced coffee that i'm working on like five hours later i've never had a duncan coffee or anything you're really not missing out. That's if you're what gonna, I hear, but like something yeah. about it seems so fun to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they they do have fun flavors, and it's cheaper normally than Starbucks. But I would say their espresso is way better than their iced coffee. Like their iced coffee, mm. a lot of people drink, but that's just so risky because either it's good or it's like really really bad. So mm-hmm. I just stick with a latte personally. Yeah, I think it's like I've seen TikToks about it being like when I get my Dunkin' iced coffee and I like I have to guess if it's the best thing ever, if it's going to be like lake water today. Like no, something actually. about the gamble is drawing me in. Yeah, the mystery is kind of fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, it was good today. So that's good. That's good. That's good. It'll really ruin your day if it's bad. Oh, like, yeah. Like now I have to figure out another drink. Let's see yours. Mine is is a little a little out there. It's okay. this Odyssey. If you're watching on our YouTube, which we do that now, oh, you can yes. see um, what we're showing. But it's this Odyssey sparkling mushroom elixir. Now listen, that's so you. <laughs> <laughs> it has like lion's mane mushroom and I think a couple other mushrooms. I'm not even joking right now, guys. And every time I post about stuff like this, people are like. Like, are are these mushrooms? Like, no, I'm not tripping balls on the podcast yeah. right now. Like, it's like, <laughs> like, what's it called? Adaptogenic mushrooms. It's mm. not like, like that. mushrooms that get you high. Yeah, I was a little skeptical on these, but they have really fun flavors. Like, this one is orange ginger, which I love. Yum. Like, I love ginger. Love ginger. And I also, yeah, I also love orange. So it was really speaking to me today. And it's supposed to, like, help with your focus and your energy and stuff. And... I don't know if it's the placebo or the mushrooms, but these these really get me going. Like, I'll drink one before I have to do some emails, do some computer work, and I'm I'm locked in for the day, baby. Where did you get it? Um, unfortunately, these were sent to me. Oh, full full disclosure. Slay queen, slay. <laughs> but I think you can get them online. I don't know. I've never seen them in stores. I had never yeah. even heard of the brand. But they were like, "Do you want some of our mushroom drinks?" I was like, "Yes, sir." <laughs> I love it. No, that sounds fun. You said focus, and I was like, oh, I need that. Yeah, anything that um, is like Lion's Mane or anything that's like marketed for focus, I'm pretty sure it's just because I'm such a placebo gal, but like I believe it every time I fall for yeah. it. And it works for me. 
Power to you. Thanks. I love it. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. Should we cheers? We should. So fun. Clink. Clink. (laughs) I guess we can get into today's topic, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Well, should we start by just maybe giving a little summary of what our early 20s looked like? Sure. Jeez, I can't even remember like literally being 20. (laughs) I wasn't real. Like (laughs) (laughs) So I went I was in college like immediately after high school. So I don't know. I guess early twenties to me is like twenty to twenty-three. So Mm -hmm. I was in college at Northern Arizona University. Um, from 20 to 22. Well, earlier than that, but we're just talking about our 20s. I was a student full-time. I also worked part-time at a variety of retail jobs. Mm-hmm. And oh, I was volunteering for a nonprofit slash kind of like running a local nonprofit at the time. Had a few relationships, weren't super serious. Did some dating, you know. Um, COVID hit when I was graduating college so when I was what 22 through 23 so that was weird struggled from anxiety depression um yeah I would say that's kind of a a summary of my early 20s just for some context really hit all the points there love it yeah (laughs) when I was 20 I'm pretty sure I literally have the worst memory with like timeline and years and stuff but I'm pretty sure I was living in LA when I was 20 mm-hmm. and then I moved back I think uh, probably like right before I turned 21 and I ended up going back to school because I went to community college for a little bit like right after high school and then I dropped out and then once I moved back to Arizona I started going to ASU and then I started working at Starbucks because they pay for ASU which was phenomenal somewhere in there I met Ben and then it was COVID, so mm-hmm. we had, like, a camping phase because we we just, like, yeah. started seriously dating and we, like, um, wanted to travel or whatever, but it was COVID, so we were trying to do it safely. So we, like, camped all around and neither of us were really, like, had serious jobs, so we just took a lot of time off and, like, did whatever. And then when I was 22, I got engaged and then I got married when I was 23 and now I'm 24. I remember your camping phase. That was so fun to like watch mm-hmm. and see all the pictures. And then when you would like stop by in Flagstaff and we would like get lunch together. Oh, that was fun. Yeah. I don't know how we did it. We bought like a roof tent. If anybody knows what that is, it's like literally just a tent that goes on the roof of your car. <laughs> but I bought a Subaru. So I guess I was just really feeling myself. I was like, I can I can live on the road. I can do whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we would go for like two weeks at a time and just like live out of a tent. It was it was a very so bonding experience though. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, I I can imagine. Okay, well, I guess we can just kind of get started on our guide to your early 20s, just like how to try and thrive and have the best experience possible or like just kind of lessons that we've learned, I suppose. But I would say for me the The first thing that I noticed in my 20s was that each year I was genuinely a completely different person. Like the way I dressed, carried myself, personality, interests, like I feel like that's just like the time to just constantly evolve and grow. And so Mm -hmm. it's kind of fun to look back and just see all of my different phases and how I experimented with my self-expression and I don't know, 
I just think that's kind of a fun time and just like something to embrace. Like it's okay to constantly change your mind or change your style. Like that's the time to do it. No, 100%. I feel like, yeah, completely different person every year. Like, Mm -hmm. and I feel like for both of us, probably where we are now, we never would have thought this was exactly where we'd be when we were like 20. So you just never really know what life is going to throw at you. I feel like your early 20s are the time to like, like you said, experiment and just try new stuff, meet new people, move or like get a new job or whatever. Just like, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's the time to really experiment. Absolutely. Like a big thing that helped me kind of meet new people, um, especially in college, like I struggled a lot. I always have with like generalized anxiety, especially socially, but getting involved with the nonprofit at my school, it was kind of like a club, but more intense than that um helped me meet a lot of like new friends and social groups people that I never would have probably like came across otherwise and I was honestly like really afraid to join a club because I had never did that in high school or anything like I just always kept to myself but I decided to do it and that's where I met like my core college people and that really like helped frame my experience and like going to classes and everything wasn't obviously all that fun, but like having people around you that kind of gave you a little sense of purpose and something to do in your free time was super important for me. Mm -hmm. And that's also, I feel like going out of your comfort zone, like you Mm -hmm. said, you're like not the most like (laughs) social butterfly type of person. So you probably weren't the first one to like go you know, join a club or whatever, but it ended up being such a big part of your college experience and like your first job and everything. Totally. Yeah. It's cool to think back. Like, so the nonprofit was a summer camp uh, for kids. So that's like even more outside of my comfort zone. I remember my freshman year of college, I like continuously skipped this one class. It was a screenwriting class. Um, I was a film major in my freshman year, fun fact. I forgot about and, that. <laughs> yeah, so fun. It was fun, but I just realized I was like, I do not fit in here. So I switched. But we had to like write our scripts and then everyone was going to read them in the class on like the like big screen at the front. And I was like, over my dead body. And I'm am I going to have people <laughs> critique my work in front of my face? So I like literally skipped as many classes as I could to avoid it. And then cut to like my senior year, I'm like leading a fundraising gala and like hosting it and speaking. I'm like singing the most absurd, funny camp songs for children at a summer camp. Like it's just cool to kind of see the transformation that happened to me socially because I forced myself outside of my comfort zone. And that's when I kind of learned not to let fear be like the sole reason I don't do something because I feel like that was kind of a big part of my high school experience was dealing with anxiety. And I just kind of learned that if that's the only reason I'm like avoiding something, then I need to not avoid it. I need to kind of like face it and push myself through it. Yeah, I was thinking the other day back to just like how I was in high school or even like early college days and I was a wreck. Like I cannot believe how terribly I was doing and I feel like your early 20s are the time to like either really break that down and like think of think why you're doing that and like take steps to do something else it's like a a really pivotal point I feel like in your life Mm -hmm. where you can either totally change or like just sink further into that pit of despair (laughs) totally you bring up a good point like I feel like you're 
20s, like all encompassing is kind of when like your habits that you make and like the mindset that you create are probably going to be what you have for the rest of your life. Like it's easier to adapt as like a young 20 year old than it would be when you're like in your 30s, 40s, 50s, because you're already kind of like set in your ways. Something that I was thinking of before we go any further is just how different everyone's early 20s are. Like we kind of were talking about earlier how we didn't even think our early 20s would look like this. Like some of your friends are going to move to Europe or something. Some of your friends are going to get a really good, like high paying job and be super busy with that. Some of your friends are going to like still be in their party phase. Some of your friends are going to have babies. Like it truly is so unpredictable. And so I feel like try your best not to compare yourself to people around your age just because it's like it's not even a fair comparison like everybody is at such different points even though they're at the same age they're like Mm -hmm. at totally different points in their life yeah like one point or phase or like season of life is not better or worse than the other they're just all different Mm -hmm. you know right I don't know I feel like it's just not fair to compare where you're at to others especially totally time Well, another thing that I have kind of learned, especially through COVID, I think, is the importance of like nourishing your current friendships. Because when I look at like parents and aunts and uncles, like the friends that they have now are like, can you hear that? Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. I'll just wait. (laughs) They see like parents, aunts and uncles, like all of the friends they have currently are people that they met and hung out with in college or like just that time of life. So I feel like it's really important to just kind of like nourish your current friendships, make sure you're like putting in the effort towards people that are putting in effort towards you, because odds are these are going to be the people that like are the ones that stick around and last because it's really hard to make friends even in your mid-20s. Goodness, it's a struggle. (laughs) But like the older you get, the harder it is to make friends. So I don't know, just take care of the friendships that you currently have, even if like they're long distance It's just important to keep those people close. My, probably my two best friends, you and Dom, like I've known you since second grade and Dom since high school. Like they've been Mm -hmm. super long lasting, but I also feel like in my twenties, there's been a lot of people that like I've been friends with for years and years. And then it just comes to a point where you realize, like we said, because you're changing so much in this time, Mm -hmm. like you might not be growing in the same direction. So there's been a lot of people in my twenties that I'm like, we just don't mesh anymore like we just don't work and so I think it's also it's like important to take a look at the people that are closest in your life and think like is this somebody like you said that I want to be friends with for the rest of my life or like have we kind of come to this fork in the road where we go our separate ways totally that's such a good point especially Mm -hmm. because like whatever you're doing in your early 20s odds are it's taking a lot of like mental and physical energy and Mm -hmm. like I know I'm like I don't know how people have huge friend groups like I don't know how I would ever keep up with like that many like super strong friendships so yeah just kind of evaluating like who do you feel is I don't know not most worthy of your time but like make like choose how you invest your time emotionally Mm -hmm. physically wisely and there's also so many friends I feel like in your 20s where it's like just people that you check in with every once in a while and you like Mm -hmm. keep that bridge there but you don't see them all the time and and that's okay so like yeah yeah, like you're saying choose who you invest most of your time with but then also I feel like people are busy it's okay if you're like not best friends anymore you can Mm -hmm. still just 
like check in, maybe grab lunch every once in a while. And that's kind of just like the epitome of your 20s. Literally. (laughs) Trying to coordinate work schedules and life schedules is horrible. Mm -hmm. Very chaotic. I feel like people, like because it is such a pivotal point, people either take their 20s so seriously or take it not seriously at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so I kind of lean more towards the side of like, it's not that serious. You're never going to regret when you're older, like taking PTO and going on a mm-hmm. vacation with your friends. Even if like maybe it wasn't in the budget for that month, you're never going to regret like making those memories while you're young and having fun. And like if you have a tradition, you go out to dinner with your friends like once a week or whatever. Again, it might not be the best financial choice, but like you're never going to regret putting time, energy and like money into activities and people while you're young and hot and fun. Yeah. (laughs) Young and hot. The thing that gets me is that people that say like wait to do everything until you're retired, like like now is the time to work and save money and stuff. I'm like, okay, yeah, but like who wants to go on an excursion like around Europe backpacking when they're 75. I'd I want to be rather do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so finding a balance, making time for both, I'd say. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like I spent a lot of my early 20s stressed about money too because I was just thinking about trying to like make like 50 bucks last for like gas and groceries a week was intense, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we always was taken care of like Money comes and goes, especially when you're that young. And like saving is very important, but like living your life is important too. So I like mm-hmm. the the idea of just like finding the perfect balance. Well, I would love to talk about dating if you Ooh, are down. Fine. I feel like we're all <laughs> dating in our early 20s. Um, I feel like a big thing I learned, or at least I'm glad I valued, was I was very picky about who I dated, even with like first dates. Like, it took a lot for me to, like, overcome the anxiety to, like, actually want to go on a date with someone. Mm -hmm. But then after that, like, very rarely did anyone get past that point. And I am kind of glad I did that. I mean, I still put myself out there and, like, would talk to a lot of people and get to know people and figure out what I liked. But I don't know. I just feel like it's also important to, like, protect your heart in a way. Like, I'm glad I didn't commit to someone just because I wanted to be in a relationship like everyone else and then like you end up heartbroken and it's like okay did I even like you in the first place like I just Mm -hmm. liked the idea of having someone to date and like be in a relationship with and so I just feel like I learned the importance of standing your ground and your standards and your values and just like really seeing if you're actually compatible with someone I don't know what do you think I was unfortunately like the opposite. (laughs) I mean, to each their own. Yeah, well, it wasn't really by choice. I think our anxiety works in different ways because mine worked in the way that I didn't. I was kind of, this is more late teens, but I guess like 22, not 22, 20 as well. Um, I like was too scared to be rude or like turn people down. So I would find myself like going on dates that I'm like, I don't want to be here like I don't even like you (laughs) um luckily I didn't waste like too much time with people um but yeah I'd say stand up for yourself and girl if he ain't it he ain't it like you don't need to waste your time I definitely if I could do it again maybe err more on the side of Emma's tactic (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, I don't regret it because I have like some funny stories and stuff. But exactly. overall, it was it was a little bit of a waste of my time most of the time. <laughs> yeah. No, you bring up a good point too. Like, I also was afraid of I don't know being upfront with a guy if I like wasn't feeling it or like I I don't know. I feel like ghosting is such like a hot topic and like people feel one way or the other. I have like very specific rules for ghosting that I had when I was like dating last where like if we were texting or something for more than a week or we had already met in person, then if I'm not feeling it, I'm going to tell you like, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to be that dramatic. Like just sending a simple text, like this isn't really like the romantic connection I'm looking for, but anything, if we're just like texting for a few days, I'll ghost and that's okay to ghost me back too. But I don't know. That's kind of like my rule of thumb for ghosting, but it is always awkward having to like tell someone you're not interested, but it's also very freeing and kind of feels like little girl boss move to be like, no, no, thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. 100%. My worst experience with it was actually Emma was dating this guy and um, <laughs> they were like really shy with each other. So I started hanging out with them and their friend to like kind of be the mediator like break the ice a little bit mm-hmm. and I was just doing it for my friend for Emma like I was taking one for the team and he did not think it was that he well, he I don't even know what he thought but basically like six months down the line I had to basically break up with him even though we weren't in a relationship <laughs> I had to like to me it was so casual that I could have just ghosted like as far as I was concerned we were friends yeah. um but some people really like are not on the same page as you and I think that's yeah that's a good time to stand up for yourself and be like oh sir we are not dating like this is not what you thought Um, So sometimes you do need to, like, be really firm and put your foot down, but it Mm -hmm. is literally the worst. Like, I hate doing it. And men can be scary. Super scary. Yeah. Yeah. This was maybe, like, my third or fourth fourth time that I tried to get my point across, and he still wasn't getting it. So finally I called him, and I was like, I I guess I'm breaking up with you, although I didn't know that we were in a relationship. Yeah. I guess I have to word it that way for you to, like pick up what I'm putting down. Yeah. One thing about your early 20s is you will have funny dating stories. It's just going to happen. My next one, I guess this could kind of tie in with um, dating, but also just with like your appearance, your life, your financial state, whatever. I think, and this ties into before, like even high school or after into your 30s, like, but the sooner you learn it, the better. Stop trying to keep up with your peers or keep up with the people around you or, like, God forbid, the people you see on social media. I feel like a lot of people in their early 20s, because they don't really have a strong sense of self or sense of identity, Mm. like, because you're going through so many changes and whatnot, people just try and keep up with what they see around them or, like, what people that they know are doing. And I feel like that's just a recipe for disaster. Like, what other people show... To their friends or to their acquaintances or on Instagram or on TikTok or whatever. First of all, it's never even the full truth. So you're comparing yeah. your own life, which you know like every detail of, to something that you don't even see the full picture of. And it can be so discouraging. And I feel like that's like the detriment of a lot of people's mental health, honestly. Like totally. people get so caught up in it, especially when they're, you know, young and don't really know any better. Um, but like I said, the sooner you learn it, 
the better. Like you're doing your own thing. You're on your own path, your own journey. And yeah, everyone else is on their own path. So it is what it is. Yeah. I feel like at the end of the day, everyone in their 20s is suffering in some way. Like Mm -hmm. it is not all how people may make it look like their life is. Mm -hmm. Odds are they're they're miserable about something. Like everyone's got something going on. No one in their 20s has it together is basically what I'm saying. Yeah. And even like, I feel like people do portray their life in almost like a damaging way because they on purpose, like make it look way better than it is. But even the people that aren't even trying to, like I'd say I'm decently open on the internet and like we talk Mm -hmm. about whatever we want to on this podcast, Mm -hmm. but you still don't know everything about my life. Like, yeah, you don't know if I had a bad day yesterday or if like I'm really struggling financially or like I could be struggling with anything and that doesn't mean I'm necessarily going to talk about it online. Right. And so even if people aren't trying to be hurtful, it's still like not a fair comparison. Totally. Should we talk a little bit about money? Sure. Money, money, money. Well, I... Gosh, I don't know how I even got by in my early 20s. Like, I really don't. Thankfully, I had um, a scholarship for my tuition, and then FAFSA helped cover, like, some other basic necessities, and then I lived with family. So I didn't have all that much exp- many expenses, but it was still, like, really difficult, and I was stressed, like, all the time. But I don't know. As I'm getting further into my mid-20s, like, I have – a good job, good benefits. I'm starting to contribute to my 401k. Hey. Nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have a good good chunk in my savings, but I don't know. Do you have I, I really don't have any good advice. So I'm not like the best financial person to answer questions, I'd say. Um, but I feel like I have learned a lot, especially recently. And Ben, my husband, is like really financially smart and his whole family is like really financially smart so they've taught me a lot but before I get into the good advice what you said reminded me of me and Emma would like go to LA all the time in high school yeah and we were talking about it the other day we were like how did we even pay for <laughs> gas like how did we even get know. there let alone like eat while we were there we did did we even have I think I had like a little part-time job probably but like what where were we even getting money I don't know. I think I would literally have like a hundred bucks or two hundred bucks in my bank account. I'd be like, "Let's go." I'd be like, "Perfect." perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's the perfect amount. <laughs> I don't understand. I, I really don't. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people probably have that mentality in high school, and then once you, if you move away for college, or if you like just you know have more expenses, you're buying your own groceries and stuff in college. Then reality starts to set in, and you're like, "Oh." Mm. Yeah, now I'm stressed. <laughs> this yeah. isn't this isn't good. Like we can't live like this. But I feel like everybody is at such different points financially throughout their 20s. Um and I don't have a big girl job like Emma, so I don't have like benefits and stuff like that. Luckily my husband has a job for the government, so we we get good benefits there. First, okay, don't listen to anything that I'm saying. Like, don't take, <laughs> don't take my word. Please speak to like a financial advisor or, right. or like a parent in your life or anybody other than me. Um, but if you have any extra money, I'd say while you're young, definitely invest it because the compound yeah. interest and whatever, like, 
If you start investing a little bit of money in your 20s, if you just have a little bit left over at the end of the month, or like what we've done is if we have any money that like we weren't expecting to come in, like we got married and people like give you money for that. And that was just like, you know, money that didn't have to go towards our bills and stuff. We used a little bit of it, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but the rest of it, like we just invested because if you just put it away while you're young and just let it grow, then by the time you're older you'll have like oodles of money that you didn't even do anything for. I don't know the, I don't know the logistics of everything it but like a Roth IRA or a 401k or whatever like it yeah. grows over time and you don't have to do anything for it. <laughs> so if you're going to like just have money set, sitting around in your checkings or savings have a little bit in there like in case of emergency mm-hmm. but if you have any extra money laying around invest it. Totally. I love that. But also, please speak to a financial person because it could go yes. very wrong. It could go very wrong. Don't like put it in like the stock market if you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> totally. When uh, when Bitcoin and that kind of stuff, not even when it first came out, I was like very hesitant about it at first. But we had a couple of friends that were like making a bunch of money, and so Ben and I put like a couple hundred bucks in it. I it's all gone. <laughs> like I'm so glad uh, I didn't put more good. because <laughs> it just it disappeared into thin air. Yeah. I was like. Perfect. Lovely. <laughs> yeah, gotta love crypto. Now, I feel like a big part of the tw- your 20s is realizing that, like, you, I, I actually don't know anything at all. And so mm-hmm. I really do have to, like, ask my dad. And it's like, it, uh, it sucks to be like, oh, your parents were right. But, you know, especially when it comes to money, depending on, like, the situation, like, they've made more mistakes and had more successes than me. So I'll, like, I'll, I'll give their advice a little listen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like this financial talk kind of goes along with my next point, which is to make choices as often as you can that will benefit the future you. I feel like, again, I find very much a balance with this one because I do love to be silly and make silly little mistakes and maybe not do like the smartest thing all the time. Um, But the more aware you are of your choices and how they affect your future, the better Mm Because you can really, like, you sink or you swim, baby, in your early 20s. You can really, really mess some stuff up. But you can also set yourself up so that the rest of your life is easier and you're in, like, a better place. So, you know, just being mindful of, like, your career choices, your financial choices, your relationship choices, um, things like that. And don't kind of expect that everything will work out because sometimes you got to put the work in. Like if you're in a bad relationship, don't waste any more time in it and be like, oh, well, I'll deal with that like when I'm 30 or whatever. Like get out of there and find someone Mm -hmm. better because yeah, this is like the rest of your life that you're talking about that you're setting yourself up for. Totally. Like don't waste your time and don't waste anyone else's either Mm -hmm. Like to the relationship point. Yeah. I mean, we're only 24 and 25, but like it's, it's flying by. Yeah, sure is. So... Yeah, take action. I love that. That kind of reminds me of like, I also have now that I'm in my mid 20s and I'm turning 26 this year, I'm realizing like, this is not old. We are not old. Mm -hmm. You aren't getting old yet. Like, you're simply a little wee little baby still in your early 20s, a spring (laughs) little chicken. Um, And when you think about it in like trimesters, like, we're in our first trimester of life, hopefully, fingers crossed. Uh If all goes to plan, like (laughs) we're just little itty bitty things. So not everything is that serious. 
like fearing your birthday. Like I would when I turned 23, I was like the rest of my birthdays are literally going to just be a reminder that I'm getting older and like it's not fun or cute. But mm-hmm. actually, it's totally fine. We're still little babies. Nothing is all that serious at the end of the day. Aging, like wear your sunscreen, but like don't <laughs> worry about it. I don't know. I just feel like I had such a fear of getting older and now I've kind of made peace with it. That way I can like still enjoy my life and the time that I am young because we are still young. And someday I'm going to wish that I didn't think I was like so old and stressed about it. Mm -hmm. I remember when I turned 24, none of my birthdays before that really hit because I guess it was Mm -hmm. still like your early 20s. But when I turned 24 last year, I texted my mom and I was like, I'm elderly. Like, (laughs) <laughs> like I'm a senior citizen. Like what is going on? And she sent me a voice memo back and she was like, "You need to stop right now because I remember when I turned 25, I was like, this is over, like it's downhill from here." And then I turned 30 and I was like, "Oh my god, I was just 25. Like that was so young." And then you turn 40 and you're like, "Why did I think I was old when I was 30? Like th- I was so young." And totally. the cycle just like repeats itself. And yeah, I'm with you. I feel like I've it is what it is. Like, you can't avoid it. And like you said, 24, 25, anywhere in your 20s or even 30s, like, you're a spring chicken. You're a baby. Yeah. And I feel like all the changes that come with it, like, wrinkles, weight fluctuations, any any other, like, mm-hmm. I don't know what else happens to your body. I'm not even sure. But none of it is that serious because, like, it's inevitable and it's beautiful if you think about it. Like, yeah, it's the life that you have gotten to live shown in like your physical form, if that makes sense. And I that. yeah, I saw a quote like just the other day. I've, I'm going to butcher it because I forgot how it went. But something about like how the dead would like scoff at us if they saw how we look down upon the proof of us living, if that makes sense. Mm. Like we're freaking out about wrinkles and then people that have died are like, well, damn, I'd love a wrinkle or two, like, if I was living. Yeah. So it kind of just puts things into perspective that, like, it's not the end of the world. Like, five pounds, some forehead wrinkles, it's truly, like, not the end of the world. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. I love that. I guess we'll end off on this. Um, I'd say your early 20s, like we said at the very beginning of the episode, it's your time to experiment, have a little fun. So don't be scared during this time to completely go on a whim and change what you're doing. Um, like I said, when I was 20, I moved back home and went to college. Wasn't anticipating that, but it's led me to where I am now. And like, it totally all worked out. And then again, in my mid 20s, I moved states. Like, this is your time to do it. See what fits for your lifestyle, your needs, what you like, what inspires you. And yeah, don't be afraid to pivot and change. Totally. Yeah, this is like the most amount of freedom you'll probably ever have again in Mm -hmm. your life. It's probably the easiest it'll be to change course because you haven't really like set your roots down anywhere or have anything tying you to a certain place or career. So try a bunch of things out. Find what you like. Yeah, especially for us girls and gals without children yet like probably by the time I'm 30 I'll pop out a baby so like this is the time (laughs) this is the time to do whatever I want because it's not gonna you know be like that forever um so yeah don't take your freedom during this time for granted and exercise your right to free will that's something that I've been thinking about a lot you really 
you can do whatever you want. Like yeah. we have we we are blessed with free will. If I want to like move to Europe tomorrow, I mean, granted, I would need to get my financial situation in order before I do that. But if I had the money to do so, I could buy a plane ticket tomorrow, pack up my stuff and move. So like what's stopping me really when you think about it? Um, so true. So yeah, although the whole episode kind of we were talking about being responsible and <laughs> and like <laughs> mindful, at the end of the day, you can change and do whatever you want. <laughs> take take whatever you need, leave what you don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, 100% because everything we say isn't going to fit for everyone. Like Right. Well, that was fun. Hopefully that was like helpful for anyone in their early 20s. Or if you're not, maybe it gave you some nostalgia or like <laughs> reminded you of things that you enjoyed or maybe didn't um, about your early 20s. Yeah. I don't honestly know our age demographics, but I feel like you could take it if you're going into your early 20s, if you're exiting your early 20s, like yeah. y- you could you could take a little bit of advice for whatever. Well, well, that's all we have. Well, shit. That is all we have for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we love you. We appreciate you. And we just have so much fun chatting with you guys. Yeah. So thank you. This is the highlight of my week. I love it so much. So thank you all for actually listening and supporting it. It's been so fun. Um, like we said at the beginning, make sure to share it with a friend. If you yeah. know anybody who wants to be in the band, baby, let them know. <laughs> um, they are more than welcome. And follow us on our Instagram and TikTok, bandpractice.podcast. Leave us a little rating and review. If you're yeah. on Apple Podcasts, you can write us something nice. Oh, also, we started we started doing YouTube. Yeah. So if you're somebody who likes watching podcasts rather than just listening to them, um, you can find us on YouTube, just Band Practice Podcast, and you can see our cute little faces there yeah. as well. <laughs> you can see how many fingers I'm holding up if you're Ooh. watching. Ha <laughs> ha. Stop secret. <laughs> That was a good one. Very enticing. Yeah, right? Now that they're dying to watch. Make sure to subscribe. (laughs) You want to watch us on YouTube so bad. I'm hypnotizing you. You really do. You You can't resist the urge. Uh, You're dying. You're typing it into YouTube right now. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, that's really all. Thank you for coming to band practice, and we'll see you again next week. Love you. Bye. XOXO.